Good morning, ladies. It's Ariel, and I do have a special guest today. Her name is Kara Kimball. She is a um, doula trainer through Birth Arts International. Uh, today we're going to talk about um, why does woman labor for extended period of times? So, um, Kara, she's really good with the information. I don't know too much about it, so that's why I brought her in so she can discuss it with you. Um, so, do you think it is based on an age or size when it comes to it, or what exactly makes a labor long at times? Well, first I want to say hello and thank you for having me. Um, yeah, with childbirth, like many things, the there's a lot of variables and it's different for everybody. So there are a lot of things that play into what would make a labor long um, and what makes it short for some people. Some things are within your control and some things aren't within your control. So you just have to, um, birth is one of those things that you can't control. Um, so it just kind of has its own state and its own prog you know, pro path and how it goes. Um, but there are some things you can do to help it along or to not impede its progress. So some factors that could play into what makes the labor long. There is some research that says age has plays a factor. Um, long, older, I hate to say that, like geriatric <laughs> <laughs> pregnancies. Uh, people who are of over, over age 35 tend to take a little bit longer. But when I say a little bit, it's like a teeny tiny amount longer. But on the flip side, if you're older and this is not your first child, you go faster. So first time moms often take a long time. Why? Um, Why is that? Because oh, I think mine was almost 13 hours. I was like, please just get out. That long. 13 That's hours is actually long. good. Yeah. Oh, okay. I just thought, I was like, because some of my friends, they had their baby four hours in. I'm like, come on. See, and that's what I tell people. It's really important to understand that birth <laughs> is not a race. The okay. objective is not to do it as fast as you can. So, yeah, for a first-time mom, it can be a long time. Is it true that women can... They said I had a tilted uterus. This is why it took me so long. I don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can have your uterus, your, your cervix. All those things can be placed differently. Um, the shape of your pelvis plays a role into it, and that's not something you control. You can't control how your pelvis is shaped. Oh. There are some pelvises that are really narrow, some that are... Um, heart shape, some that are wider, and your baby has to kind of navigate through that. And a lot of times, if you give the baby enough time, they can figure out how to get through the, the maze. But um, if you're trying to rush it or you're intervening a lot, it can either slow things down, you can start causing distress in the baby, okay. um, and a lot of times you mess things up by trying to help. Uh, and okay, so that's like when, if I go and, like with my daughter, I was like, okay, I'm almost here, it's 39 weeks, I need to get on the machine and start exercising, get her out of there, and I should have <laughs> just laid there and relaxed, right? <laughs> Do you think I should have just relaxed so she knows, okay, it's time to... Do you think that plays a part in it? <laughs> it, it not so much. The Being relaxed is good. Doing too much, stressing about it, that can actually make your labor not start um, because you present a, you start producing stress hormones like cortisol and adrenaline that will kind of say okay your body gets the message we're under attack this is not a good time to have a baby oh. your body's designed to protect you so of course if you're in war or times of famine or there's a something really bad going on 
your body protects that baby and says, no, we are not in a safe place to have a baby. But as soon as you're relaxed and you're not having those stress hormones going through your body that says, okay, this is a good time for baby to, to come. So those kinds of things, your body does listen to the hormones. That's why a lot of people say their labor started at night because you're just so busy and running all day and, and okay. you're so stressed during the day. So then by the time you lay down and relax at night, then your body says, okay, now this is when we're going to have this baby. So do you think more babies are born in the early morning since, because actually, yeah, it had to have been about 8 o'clock. I was just relaxing, and then, bam, it was, oh, crap, I'm going to die. I'm in pain. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I was dying, but it was fun. I did a good job. I, they made me walk for a long time, then, three hours to be exact. Yeah. I was just like, I don't want to do this anymore, you know. And then my mother, she was there. My husband, he was there. Cheering me on. People in the hospital like, you can do it. And I'm just like, no. I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> yeah. And that's, that's the kind of dialogue that everyone always has. Like, uh, yeah, this whole baby thing, bad idea. Don't want to do it anymore. Uh, or the, why do people do this on purpose again? And they kind of make a decision in that moment, I will never do this again. And it changes over time. Yeah, that's a definitely. I was just like, oh my. And then after, I was just like, this is so beautiful. Yes. And I was like, okay, this is great. I can keep this going. And going through, like, I had contractions every two minutes. And then, I would know, I was in it for like 30 to 45 seconds. And I would fall asleep and I'd wake up screaming yes. and fall asleep. I was just like. This is crazy. <laughs> I hate you. You know, I was really, why do we do that? I wonder how many women actually say that to the significant others. You did this to me. I was going to talk all the crap ever. Yeah. <laughs> and then at some point you stop talking, you get out of your head, and you do go to sleep. And you can go to sleep in between two-minute contractions. You can go from through contraction, awake, and then as soon as it's over, you can go straight to sleep yeah. to the point where you're snoring, completely gone. I think that was you definitely me. <laughs> get a good snooze in there for two minutes and yeah. then wake up, have a strong contraction, and go right back out. So how do we get women to, you know, trust their bodies? Because I know a lot of women, like, especially with me for my first one, I just was like, no, my body sucks. There's nothing's <laughs> working. And... At the time, I didn't even know what a doula was, so I didn't have that support, and the doctors kept telling me, just lay down, and I'm just like, I don't, it just feels weird laying down, and if I would have known and had that doula, and that's why it's important to have doulas in the hospital setting, you, you should know to get up to help, you know. Yeah, a lot of times you just don't know what to do, and they stick you in this room, and they'll be like, okay, we'll be back in a couple hours and see where we are, or they'll do the threat. Uh, you haven't progressed. Um, <laughs> if we're not showing some change in a couple hours, uh, we're going to talk about some intervention, something we can do to help you along. And, and then, then they that's walk added stress. Right. That's... You walk in a room and you're just like, well, how do I make my cervix change? Your cervix is not like a muscle you can control <laughs> and just say, okay, I'm open. You And the things that that kind of added stress can make you go backwards. You can be five centimeters dilated get scared and go to four. You can start that's closing what, up. That's what happened with me. I came in there. I was relaxed. Came in, swear. Came in seven and a half, four hours, four hours in after walking. I was one and a half. I was oh. so pissed. <laughs> I was like, 
what is going on? No one's helping me. I was like, I hate you, doctor. You're not doing anything right. to help me. And my husband, he's just in the corner. And my mother's like, get back over there. You did this. So Yeah, everybody, they want to help. They don't know what to do to help. To, yeah. They're afraid to help. Um, they're afraid to touch you because they don't want to hurt you any more than you're already hurting. Um, so, yeah, that's part of another role of what a doula does. If the father wants to help and just doesn't know what to do, we tell them how to be helpful, where to touch, what to say, what not to say, and yeah. um, those kinds of things. So there's nothing worse than having go through a <laughs> contraction and having your partner say, just relax. I'm like, what? <laughs> just relax. Yeah, like I did my, my nephew, he was just born in December, and my I was actually at work, and my sister's like, the doctor said I need to have a C-section. I was like, no, you're not. I left work, got there. And I was like, come on, let's get up. Let's start moving around. And the doc, I said, why would you tell her that? What is the reason? And he didn't say anything. He never actually came back. They, we actually switched doctors. Um, and she was more relaxed and like, you can do this. You know, we had the music playing. Everything was right. And um, what, an hour and a half later, we got the baby out. And, you know, it's definitely with certain doctors, you got to um, advocate for yourself. You do. And have doulas there to help advocate for you as well to help you through the process. So that's what I think when it comes to laboring, just even pregnancy in general. Yeah, and so much of it is you need to feel safe in your environment. So if you are scared of hospitals, you're scared of doctors, or, you know, there's that kind of added level of fear. You don't know enough about childbirth, so you're kind of fearful of what it's going to feel like. All mm -hmm. those things can impede your labor. Um, so things that can help are, is laboring in a place that you're comfortable in, whether that be home, at a birth center, in a hospital. There's not one place that's better than the other. If you are at home but you are scared, yeah. You invite you feel more comfortable in a hospital. So it really just depends what your personal preference is and where you're gonna feel the most supported. So how do you of course like for new moms, how do you how do we start getting new moms prepared beforehand? Is it even possible to prepare or at least get that fear away? Because that's something I wanna address because I know as a first time mom I was calling a doctor for everything. <laughs> Every week it was something else like, please can I come in? I don't know what's going it on. It takes so much work. We're in <laughs> such a, we condition ourselves to not listen to our bodies. Like, some of us, we're just busy. And like, we're like, I'm not even going to listen to my body telling me I have to go to the bathroom. I don't have time for that. <laughs> and so the more you start ignoring your body's cues, you know, yeah, I'm, I'm hungry, but I've got work to do. I don't have time to eat lunch right now. I'm putting that off. And you're just ignoring what your body's signals are. Then when you get into labor and your body's giving you signals, you can't get out of your head to listen to them. So we need to, during pregnancy, you can work on developing your intuition and trust and confidence in your body's ability to do what it needs to do. Is that a class or course that we can take? There or? are classes. If you need them, there are classes. Um, there's some people that do well with art and kind of drawing and working with clay and kind of working through their fears through birth that way. Other people are good about talking and, and kind of talking about their discussion, can kind of give a talk therapy and feeling encouraged that way. 
um, especially talking to other mothers and hearing other birth stories, it kind of helps you feel better about your ability See, to yeah, do it. Yeah, definitely. I would say so. Yeah, and sometimes it's just the education. Like, if you go to a childbirth education, some people just need to know the logistics. How much do I need to dent? How much does my service need to dilate? What are the stages of labor? You actually need to be like a textbook explanation about what it is. The the thing is, back in the day, the things that happened, childbirth happened in homes. So the family was part of the process. Little kids saw their siblings being born, and it wasn't a scary thing. It's just kind of a normal part of life. Same with death. Death used to occur in the home. And, you know, the family would be around and we just kind of, everyone would yeah, support each other and you'd that. see it. <laughs> so now that everything's been removed and these things happen in hospitals, kids don't grow up seeing people born. Kids don't see up seeing people die. And so death, birth, all become these scary things that happen at the hospital. When they happen at home, it wasn't so scary. You just see it. It was just a normal part of life. Um, so being more exposed to it, having childbirth education classes, doing some kind of um, t- discussion where you're talking to other more experienced mothers who've had children, you know, just being educating yourself, working through your fears, whether that be through exercises, activities, um, working through art, those kinds of things help you mentally prepare. I think it. we need to like have like as soon as you find out you're pregnant, you need to join something with pregnancy. yeah. Those moms groups are really really <laughs> good. Yeah. Because that definitely would help. Um, I mean, I've seen a lot of women. That's why we try to get the women for the breastfeeding support group for black moms to join and get the women who are pregnant. If they're pregnant, they need to know the stuff now. Don't wait until it happens. And now you're like, what do I do? Right. So. And the women that had, like, difficult pregnancies where everything went wrong or they feel like, (laughs) you know, that they had this rough road. Use that negative experience to help someone else. Don't go through all that for nothing. So yeah. maybe you had a terrible breastfeeding experience and you didn't know, um, you didn't have the support you needed and you kind of made all the wrong decisions. That's what you use your your experience to help educate the person coming up behind you. Um, so help them look out for what they need to look for. So you can use a negative experience and turn it around to be positive for someone else. And that can really be healing for yourself. Oh, yeah, definitely need that because, ooh, my first pregnancy was horrible. Oh, God, I was sick. I had, what is that word, hyper? Hyperemesis. Oh, that was horrible. I did. I think I had um, IVs from five and a half weeks to 39 weeks, four times a week, sometimes six because yeah. <laughs> I ended up in the hospital. <laughs> and, you know, it was just a lot, especially as a first-time mom. I kind of, we did kind of have support, but then we didn't, you know, and then there's people out there who don't have support at all. It is. And you get depressed. Being stuck in a hospital and you kind of feel isolated and all alone, that makes you can, you can get depressed before you even have the baby. And then you have postpartum depression afterwards. Um, so it's really important to be able to have someone that can come and talk to you and say, I've been there. It gets better. I understand what you're feeling. Someone who really understands yeah. what you feel. Um, we were talking about things that make labor, why some people have long labors and why to have some short. Things that are within your control. So thing, there's a thing, epidurals have been shown to sometimes make labor longer. They also can make them shorter, so that's not a definite. Um, it really depends. If you're one of those people that are fearful and tense during labor and scared, an epidural could be the thing to kind of help you relax and get out okay. of your head. If you can get out of your head and relax without the epidural, um, labor does tend to go faster. 
So it really depends on if you have the tools and the support to be able to reach that place of surrender where you aren't so afraid. Um, so that's one reason we have longer labors. Another reason is, the, like I mentioned before, the first-time mom versus someone who's already had children. The uterus is this muscle, mm -hmm. and if you're in your cervix, if you're asking your cervix to dilate to something it's never done before, it can take longer. But if it's dilated 10 centimeters before, it goes a little bit faster. Your uterus is a little bit more efficient once it's had a baby before. It mm -hmm. goes a little bit faster after you've done that first one. Um, other things that can make labor longer are... Staying in a bed, not moving around, um, okay. not utilizing gravity, poor p um, positioning, like being, if you, especially with your pushing on your back yeah. against gravity, that can make your labor long, make your pushing stage long. Um, pushing too soon. like Just because you get to what? 10 centimeters doesn't mean you have to push. So when do you push? How do you know when to push at 10? I thought you were just supposed to start pushing. Let's and go. that's what they'll do. And then you'll be sitting there pushing for two and three hours. Oh, I never even knew that. And then you're exhausted. So, yeah, you just, you get to 10, you congratulate yourself, made it to 10 centimeters, and then take a nap. And then when it's time, your body will wake you up, and you'll wake up and say, oh, I got it, push. So okay. waiting for that can significantly shorten your time that you're pushing. See, and I've never heard that before. Yeah. That's amazing. Just because you're <laughs> at 10 doesn't mean you have to do it then. But there's always this rush. Like you're in this conveyor belt and the doctors are trying to push you through the next so they can get to the next <laughs> patient and you're just kind of in the cycle. But um, if you know, like you don't know if you don't know. Yeah. <laughs> so if you know that, that it's a choice for you, yeah, I'm at 10 centimeters, but I prefer to wait then you know to say that, and then you can wait. So you just have to know, because no one's gonna tell you these things. And birth plans would definitely help with that, to stay focused on it, kinda. I like birth plans <laughs> because birth plans educate you as to what your choices are. Just now, if you don't know that you don't have to push until 10 centimeters, no. you don't know to put that in a birth plan. But the discussion about creating a birth plan, then it can come up in your discussion, and then you know Oh, yeah, I didn't know that was an option. I'd like to do that. So the birth plan itself is not about planning your birth, you know, step one, step two, step three. It's about educating you on what you do have control over and okay. what your preferences are. Things like waiting to push, if there's no emergency, you can put that in a birth plan. But you don't know to put it in there if you don't have some expert working See? with you. Yeah. And these are not things that you're just going to find on the Internet and search, you know, search birth plans. Because a lot of things are not on there. Wow. See, that's something different. Yeah. See, and ladies, no <laughs> that's a lot. And if you're working with someone who knows the, your local community, like I am very familiar with the birth community in Charlotte. I know what certain practices do, which might not be in an internet search for birth plans. If I know this practice likes to um, give the baby a shampoo as they're crowning, that's not going to be in a birth plan. That's not <laughs> something you're going to Google and find out. It's, you know because I've an experienced doula, I've been there, and I can say, look, this, this practice does this. Is this something that you would prefer to not do, or do you want to do this? Are you okay with that? And then we can put it in the birth plan. But simply Googling birth plan templates is not going to tell you <laughs> what happens in your location. Okay, okay. So we just really need to focus on relaxing, let the baby come when they want to. Uh, it's just the pain, like, the you know, I feel like doctors scare us. They're like, they do. Well, you, why would you want to go through all that pain? Like, that's what my doctor told me. Why well, would you want to? <laughs> and they're not trying to scare you. <laughs> they're trying to 
What are they trying to do? <laughs> I would really like to know why they would say that to me. Like, why? You can just have a C-section. Yeah, doctors, <laughs> and, and doctors, medical personnel are in the business of preventing bad things from happening. They are in the business of saving lives. So they are prepared to deal with emergencies. So when they see labor as something dangerous and all the things that could happen and all the things that could go wrong, they're trying to save you from those things. When you approach birth from this is a natural process, most of the time things go well and you don't have to intervene much, but if something happens, I'm prepared for it, but I'm coming from the expectation that I expect this to go well and I'm going to hope that I don't have to do anything. So approaching it from, oh no, this is something really dangerous and scary, I need to save you from that, versus, oh, this is a natural process, we're going to let things happen and see what happens. It's two different approaches to to, uh, care. They need to have like an app on who's a good doctor, who's not a good doctor. Right, and that's what a doula is. Because doulas know like which doctors are. They love to cut you open and save you from the whole process, and let's just do a C-section that's easier, and then we know everybody's okay. Versus, I know who are the providers that are very patient and are gonna not intervene a lot, and who are you know, willing to listen to what your preferences are and not going to laugh at you if you say you want a lotus birth or they're not going to laugh at you if you want to, or they're not going to push back if you want to go against what is normally done because just something is custom doesn't mean that's what you have to do. Okay. Um, and they're not going to argue with, well, you know, I've got 20 years experience doing this and you just Google this. Why? <laughs> you know, if you have... Um, That's what a doula does. They are familiar with the practices and and the way things go. Yeah, because I did just have a woman. She's like, she wants to, she's planning on her birth. She wants Mm -hmm. to get pregnant. And she's like, I've been talking to my doctor. And she's like, why would you want to do this pain? I'm like, so are you going to stay well? She's like, yeah. I'm like, why? She already is (laughs) not even on your side. You know, I try to explain it to her. She's like, I don't know. You know, she seems like she would. And I'm like, I'm not taking my chances with a doctor. As soon as I come in there, they're like, no, we're going to plan for a C-section or something. Like, no, I don't want to do that. Yeah. I mean, you have to decide. And it's the person giving birth's decision. And so the doctor shouldn't be making that decision for you. Your doula shouldn't make that decision for you. What... It's the person that's having the baby. And that's the thing. We, as women, I believe that we don't even know that we can make decisions while in labor. Right. We're like, we're going to go over what the doctor's saying. Right. Because they're like, you're the expert. You have all this. Yeah. You know all the knowledge. So you just kind of surrender all your rights and say, okay, you you do it. And you give up your power that way. Um, If you are given the information and the education to make the decisions, then you can retain your power and you are actually a participant in your child's birth. It's not something that you're just kind of laying there and it's happening to you. Yeah. That you are actually making decisions about it and you are in control of, you know, as much as you can be of what's happening to you. Yeah. What's that acronym BRAIN? Is that something that's very important when it comes to for labor? It is. BRAIN is... B is uh, benefits, understanding the benefits of certain procedures and interventions because not all C-sections are bad. Not all um, Pitocin administration is bad there's you know sometimes there are some benefits to these things the risk whereas when you're looking at the things that could happen with interventions what's the risk of using this what's the risk of being induced what's the risk of having an epidural and these things are not always explained to you um, or they'll just kind of say oh yeah we um well do we do epidurals all the time there's no risk to that everything has a risk every intervention has a risk 
Well, if it's small or large, there's always a risk. So you need to always make sure that you understand what the benefit is, what the risk is. Um, the other thing is A, is alternatives. Yeah, um, you could, we could speed up your labor with some Pitocin, or an alternative is, let's try speeding up your labor by getting out the bed and walking around. Uh, try some nipple stimulation. Let's try doing other alternatives. What other? What are the other things we can try before we resort to drugs? Okay. Um, I is intuition, and I talked about this before. What is your gut telling you? What What do you feel like you need to do for your child? Um, and just sometimes that requires, you know, doctor, give me twenty minutes. I need to think about this. Come back, and I'll tell you what my decision is. And sometimes you just need some time to think about it and and feel and listen to that inner voice and what your body's telling you you need to do and then the end in brain is doing nothing what happens if yeah this is taking a long time but what what's the risk of not doing anything and just letting it take its time what if we don't try to speed up my labor what happens if we do nothing and understanding that 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 could be an option Okay, yeah, because I'm like, where are we in a rush to go? Right. You <laughs> asked labor. I ha- I'm chilling now. I'm, I'm about to just enjoy my little vacation. Because what is it, like three days now in the hospital? They're just getting shorter and shorter every time. <laughs> yeah, it does get shorter. I was at a birth recently that my client couldn't even come out of labor and delivery because they were out of rooms. They didn't have any postpartum rooms. And then they just said, you know what? We need these labor and delivery rooms because we get more people coming in having babies. So they just discharge them after one day. <laughs> wow. So oh, yeah, okay. it, they, yeah, it's kind of well. Next one's in the line. We got to do. You asked me about um, the how. What's the hours or times that most babies are born? Mm-hmm. Labor usually starts at night. Babies are typically born between during business hours, nine wow. to five. <laughs> because if you're getting close to quitting time and you aren't ready yet, that's when they'll start coming in and saying. Well, what do you think about us breaking your water or speeding things up for you a little bit? Or let's help you progress a little bit more. That's because they're watching the clock. They want to get home, too. They don't want to be at the home. Yeah. Oh, goodness. <laughs> so most babies are born during business hours. Okay. And that's naturally, I would say? Not naturally. Not naturally? That's with interventions. What about and, uh, uh, Christmas time? <laughs> yeah. Around it was holidays. Just, yeah. <laughs> All, any holiday, be prepared, ladies. Because they're going to say, you need a C-section, but really they just want to go. Yeah, and they'll scare you into thinking, oh, yeah, your baby looks like we're looking at about 8, 9, 10 pounds here. We really need to um, schedule this induction. And they'll talk about the risks of um, going past your due date and, mm-hmm. and all those things. But understanding, but they rarely tell you about the risk of inducing They'll say, mm-hmm. so they don't really tell you about the risk of what the intervention that they recommend. Um, and so they might, you know, if the holidays are coming up, why don't we just have this baby a little bit sooner? Um, That's exactly what they try to do with my sister. <laughs> and my nephew was naturally born, nine pounds, six ounces. And he's just like, no, she can't. She can't push this baby out. Yes, she can. Don't tell mm-hmm. her she can't do this. So I am... Wanting you ladies to know that you can do it. You're enough. Your body is amazing. And we have Kara here. She is a doula in training. Um, not a doula in training. I mean, not doula in training. <laughs> I'm sorry, ladies. She is a trained doula, and she trains everywhere. So if you are looking for a trainer, just contact me, and I will. we can start uh, training in your area. Just let us know. And if you ever wanted a doula, um, I would also be able to help assist you with finding doulas in your area. Um, do you have anything else you wanted to say? 
Um, no, I just wanted to make sure there's a lot of information in what makes labors long, what you can do. There's a lot of different variables. And yeah, you can Google all these things, but if you're in labor, <laughs> you can't sit there trying to look all these things up. Um, so I definitely recommend don't try to, this is one of those things you should not try to DIY your way through. <laughs> it's worth the investment of getting a doula because they know all these different scenarios um, and they don't have to sit there Googling. We, these are things that we know. These are things you can't Google. Like you would not know that this doctor likes to do um, break your water without telling you versus this doctor doesn't. Um, and I don't want to, uh, not all doctors are bad. Not all doctors in one practice are bad. Sometimes there's some really, really good ones. Um, and a doula, a local doula knows those things and can help you navigate that. Okay. All right. Well, thank you ladies for tuning in today. And um, I hope this helps you with knowing more about yourself and your body and your options, whether in the hospital setting or at home or birth center. Have a good day. <laughs>